Okay, hey guys, welcome to Consume, I'm Burton Olivier, uh, and this is a podcast where I talk about all the things I consume, and you know, just like my life in general, and big life update, I have a job, or I'm gonna have a job, <laughs> uh, fucking had an interview this morning, uh, and then they called me back five hours later to, uh, to hire me. So you are now listening to the future weekend facilities attendant at the Duke Majin Wilderness Center. <laughs> uh, it's like a mountains, it's like the mountains right above Glendale, which is, uh, north of downtown Los Angeles, just like 15 miles north of me. Uh, I've never been up there before. I'm gonna have to learn about some hikes and shit. But yeah, I don't know. It should be a nice gig. I'm uh, not excited to be going back to work in any fashion, but, you know, it's gonna have to fucking happen eventually. Uh, and this feels like a good dipping my toes back in the water uh, kind of gig, you know, just working weekends. Uh, it sounds like it's a lot like my job at the castle, except I'll be, like, helping, uh, like, a community center thing instead of, like, you know, rich old white people, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I still have to, like, pass a background check and a physical uh-huh. before I can, like, actually start. The, like, center has been closed. I think it's supposed to open to the public again on the 19th. So hopefully I don't start work till then, so that, because if I pass March 12th, then I could say I didn't have a job for two whole years, which, you know, I like stupid uh, milestones like that. This physical is going to be funny. I have to prove that I can, like, lift 25 pounds and do a lung capacity test or something. I should probably go to the doctor. I've been, like, sick this whole week, but it's, like, the weirdest sick that I've ever felt. I've done, like, I did a couple of our, um, at-home COVID tests, so it wasn't COVID, at least not according to that, but it's, like, I had a sore throat, but it wasn't, like, a regular sore throat. It's, like, I had a lump in my throat and just, like, weird feelings, like, in my chest and, like, some, like, pressure headaches. So I don't know. I think it was just, it's just been, like, a sinus, like, sore throat, normal, like, cold <laughs> that's just exacerbated by my anxiety of having a job interview and just like the world you know the combination of like just giving up on all covid regulations and uh all the russia stuff uh really stresses me out though i did read a good twitter thread that uh made a pretty good point about how fantastical the uh scenario that leads to nuclear war would be but you know it's still uh in the back of my head I don't know, I should have gone to the urgent care sometime this weekend, just like the walk-in clinic, you know, just to see. But like, I also have that anxiety about going to the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor, but like, I don't like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want anyone to like tell me that I'm just freaking out over nothing, but I also don't want anyone to tell me something's actually wrong. I don't know, we'll see. If I still feel like shit tomorrow, I should probably just go ahead and double check. Especially since getting this uh, job, it's a part-time job with no benefits, but getting any income is gonna mess with my, uh, how much Cover California helps me with my uh, health care. So, you know, that's cool. It's a fun system we got here. But anyways, um, enough of my life update pseudotherapy. Let's get into the, I guess, actual consumption part of the pod. First, uh, first segment, all the books and comics I read. So this was another week. I'm still catching up on all of my, uh, all the current comics, all the DC and Marvel or whatever releases from January in February, so I read a lot. I read, like, oh, probably, like, 60 fucking comics this week. Uh, too many for me to fucking go through one by one, so I'm just gonna skim through my list like I did last time and talk about the standout. Let's see. Frontiersman? 
four and five. It's a fun, it's an image series that's been pretty fun. It's like the Frontiersman is an old hero and it's like, it's like basically like another universe that's pretty analogous to like your Marvel or DC universe. And so we're following this older hero, the Frontiersman, and he's like in his old age, like coming back into the public spotlight and like doing a protest like where he's like hiding up not hiding but where he's like up in a tree so they don't cut down the trees you know and so a bunch of people from his past are coming to visit him so we're like learning about this whole wild universe from this like uh through the like all this guy meeting all the people from his past um whatever (laughs) uh but it's fun it's like a cool world there's a lot of uh cool twists on heroes like and one of the issues I read, I think issue four, like his ex girlfriend shows up and she's like Wonder Woman, but she can also can like grow like Giganta or whatever. She's a villain, but she like kind of went good, so they could date whatever. So they have a uh, fun interaction. Oh, those are good comics. That's gonna be a good series to read once it's all like co- collected. Once it's done, let's see DC versus Vampires. This continues to be a really fun uh, series. It's gonna be a really good book whenever it's all. Uh, collected this one it was um green arrow and batman fighting off a bunch of other members of the justice league who have been turned into vampires uh so a lot of cool batman tricks batman has like kryptonite in one of his teeth that he like blew into superman's face uh to get away from him that was a fun twist on the superman or batman always having kryptonite oh and then i read this little graphic novel i hate that phrase but uh called on the camino by a guy he just goes by jason and he does like it's like real simple like autobiographical comics but he draws everyone as like dog people or cat people um and this was recommended because brian k vaughn the writer of saga and why the last man i like have subscribed to his uh Substack comic which is pretty good it's real fucked up that comic but uh the discussion parts are really cool and he said that this is his favorite graphic novel that he read in the past five years and i think i get it he explained this because like he's an old or he's like 40 you know, and so he's starting to like feel old. And this book, like the guy who did the comic, it's about when he turned 50, he decided to walk the Camino, which is this long road in Spain. It's like a pilgrimage that like people do that like takes a month or something. Uh, and it seems like just a bunch of like weird hippies do it. And you can like, there's a bunch of like stops at like ends and stuff. And so the whole book, like you think it's going to be pretty interesting, but the whole book is like rinse and repeat of him like walking, stopping the thing, meeting some people, asking them why they're walking. And then it just like does that over and over. And it's not bad. It's just no insight. No, like, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't like make me feel anything. It didn't make me feel like this was a worthwhile journey to take or that he like discovered something about himself on this thing. I don't know. It was like mildly interesting and it's a quick read. So, uh, yeah, that one just got pretty stars from me. Oh, then I caught up on The Walking Dead Deluxe. This is, they're re-releasing, uh, The Walking Dead comics. Because, like, originally they were just in black and white, so these are re-releases where they're all colored. Uh, which is nice. The coloring's pretty good. You don't really notice it. But I've just been using this as a way to, like, reread the series because I never finished it. And so there's a, and they come out, like, once a week or once every two weeks or something which is nice. So, like, we're already on issue 33, and this covers a lot of uh, the time where, like, Rick and his gang, where um, Rick and Michonne and Glenn are caught in the governor's uh, town, and he's, like, torturing them. I'm talking like you're familiar with The Walking Dead and its story, and I feel like most of you probably are. I don't know. I feel like it's now ubiquitous, because everybody's seen the fucking show, and I don't know. Whatever. The only reason I really wanted to talk about it was because uh, there's a scene 
where like so the governor is like you know runs this town and he's an asshole and like to placate the masses in his town he has like zombie pit fights where two people fight in like a ring surrounded by zombies that are like on leashes and michonne gets put into one of these fights and she like fucks up the guy and like cuts his head off the human uh and then like kills all the zombies that are like around the pit and like there's for a moment of um comedy or whatever or they show how like fucked up people are in the apocalypse uh robert kirkman has like a mom in the stands got all upset that her son saw a decapitation and the mom's like i bring him here you know just for some fun you know maybe see some blood and some broken bones whatever but not this like fucked up shit trying to prove that like I don't know, uh, how crazy people can get. He even, like, in the back of each issue, he does, like, notes where he, like, comments on his plots or whatever, which is actually pretty interesting for, like, the writing process of it. But he, like, points that out, and he's like, yeah, man, people are crazy, right? But, uh, as someone who, uh, goes to a lot of deathmatch wrestling and, like, watches a lot of deathmatch wrestling, you know, where people, like, cut each other and bleed everywhere, there's kids at every single one of those shows. It's, like, completely fucking normal. It's not some weird, like society gone mad from the apocalypse and now that this is what they see as entertainment like uh no that's just like that's happening every weekend like in your town probably i don't know i just thought that was really funny to uh to use that as an example of a society gone mad or whatever there's also a deathmatch show this weekend we were watching where they had a kid come up and staple a dollar to a guy's head so it was funny to see that after reading this comic um anyways that's a long meandering thing that doesn't really matter uh so yeah the walking dead deluxe uh if you like the walking dead uh it's a fun way to revisit the uh, the story i recommend it uh then there's two moons which is like a this has been a, it's a fun series it's gonna be way better i think as a, like a big collected edition but it's like a horror comic but set during the civil war but like native american like ghosts and monsters are real uh so there's a lot of like weird magic and stuff uh it's pretty cool um and catwoman lonely city this is one it's a one of, it's one of those black label dc books where there's only gonna be three like oversized issues the second issue i read uh and it's fun it's a good um it's like a future where batman dies but catwoman's still around and she's like rounding up uh a bunch of the other older villains to like pull off one last big heist uh you know it's fun stuff i was gonna go uh more into it but i just realized as i was talking like i don't remember exactly why they're even getting together and like doing all the stuff they're doing who they're stealing from can't remember it at all but it's really fun <laughs> uh i definitely recommend that one and you know i just scroll through the rest and like there's not really much else that i want to talk about there's the i am batman series where the new batman who is lucius fox's son he's not going to be in new york that's pretty fun that new york's going to get their own batman uh fucking i don't know there's the joker comic that's coming out right now but it's like actually a jim gordon comic that's pretty good uh uh fucking dark ages which is like a marvel what if like where it's the future and uh electricity doesn't exist for some reason uh that one's pretty cool but uh fucking yeah i got <laughs> i got nothing else to talk about i'm also just not feeling it right now so i'm just gonna stop down and i'll come back to you tomorrow or in a, in a second to uh talk about some movies yeah see ya okay hey guys uh back it's wednesday feeling a little better so i didn't go to the doctor uh still have a little bit of sore throat it's funny I, like after i finished recording <laughs> last night i was like that was dog shit i'm gonna listen back to this i'm gonna hate it i might even not even use it <laughs> and it just pretty much sounded like all the other bullshit i record um but you know the energy was definitely down but whatever i think the problem is also just how i read comic books 
I need to figure out something better because it just feels like work at this point, which is funny. Like that's part of the whole like premise of that start of this podcast is that I turn everything I do into little chores for myself. Uh, but yeah, like today I was like trying to read and I like barely got through anything. I got through a good amount, I guess, but I don't know how much I actually enjoyed any of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I need to figure out something. Maybe like just, maybe I should become a trades guy, but then how does that work with online stuff? I don't know. Something, something, uh, something, something to think about. I learned a little bit more about the place I'm going to be working at. It's, uh, like the building I'm going to be working in is the Le Messenger. I don't remember how to say it. Le Messenger, Le Messenger, some French thing. Stone barn. And it's like a, a barn made out of stone. It was built in like 19, say, say, they said something between like 1914 and 1918. And it like, you know, was a winery and then prohibition happened and then it wasn't a winery and then it became one again after prohibition and like went through different like owners and then the city bought it and turned it into this like nature center. But I think they like just remodeled it. There's no photos of the inside on the uh thing and that's like my first day, maybe not my first day, but it's going to open to the public on the uh 19th and it's going to be like a grand opening event which I already know is going to be annoying but I'm going to like it'll start out with an annoying day and then be pretty chill after that I already know I'm going to be this is going to be tough for me mentally because the like Los Angeles is dropping our mask mandate uh soon like I think on Friday and I'm not going to stop wearing masks anytime soon I went through this whole fucking pandemic without catching covid at least to my knowledge and like i don't i don't feel the need to risk it now and i feel totally fine wearing the mask so i'm gonna be wearing a mask at work all the time uh i might be the one weirdo in there still wearing them who knows what the rules are i like i heard something like osha said like masks can like until may masks are still uh highly recommended for employees or whatever but i don't know i already know that like i'm gonna get into some argument with some old white fucking hiker like rich yoga person who's gonna ask me why i'm still wearing a mask or some shit or maybe i'm projecting who knows uh anyways Let's get into the movies. And this was like a, a normal week. I only watched seven movies, which might be the fewest movies since uh, this year started, which is so funny that last year the whole thing was like the goal was to watch a movie every day. And now that's like below my normal quota. Oh, yeah, this is the first episode of, of March. And I did a little tally. I tweeted it about like how many movies and comics I read in February. I watched 34 movies and read 141 <laughs> comics uh if my numbers are correct i think the comics went a little off didn't count everything not everything could be logged on goodreads but anyways uh movies first movie from 1995 watched water world you know uh starring kevin costner dennis hopper and a bunch of other people who i don't know and this is all right i think this is the first time i actually watched water world i watched um i've seen the universal's studios stunt show a few times and that's fun as shit the stunt show rules um and if you're 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 lucky when you go see the stunt show at universal studios hollywood you might see uh christopher daniels the best indie wrestler of the early 2000s uh play uh the deacon the bad guy the dennis hopper role so that's kind of fun <laughs> uh but so the the stunt show rules and that kind of like translate to translates to the movie because the stunts rule in the movie 
The whole production design is pretty sick. Uh, it's impressive the way they filmed it, like going off of the coast of Kona and like bringing all these sets like floating out in the water, like way out there to where they couldn't see like the shore and like in the shots. Uh, so that rules. But the rest of the movie is just kind of slow and boring. Like it feels way longer than it actually is. And like, I like Kevin Costner, but he's just not charming enough for this role. I don't know. They needed someone like weirder or who looks better being stoic or something i don't know he just didn't he just didn't work um and then like the story this whole premise of so this is like the polar ice caps melt and this is centuries from now where society is like just on the water it's the last dregs of humanity they're looking for the one piece of dry land which is spoilers the, the top of everest um but they all speak english but they don't know certain things like the girl the little girl who has the map tattooed on her back or whatever and she like does these drawings of like visions she has of what dry land was like and she draws a horse and then the like smart guy who like builds the hot air balloon or whatever he like doesn't know what the fuck a horse is and but then the bad guys dinner dennis hopper's crew the smokers they have a guy on their like crew and his name is horse so did like the name the, the word horse like somehow survive without people knowing what it was i guess that could make sense it's just weird how do they have jet skis that still work centuries from now uh have they been like maintaining them this entire time uh <laughs> i don't know it's weird so yeah the story it's whatever it's not the greatest but the stunts and the production design like i said are fucking pretty fucking cool and it's cool to look at uh so you know three and a half stars you know the movie starts out like the first shot is kevin costner pissing into a cup and then like putting it through like a machine to like purify it so he can drink the water which i don't know why he needs to do i guess he still needs water even though he has gills but i was i was expecting to see something about this on the imdb trivia but i didn't was that shoot piss did he uh did he really piss in that cup and they just filmed it or was it did he have like a little water bladder that they sprayed i'm not sure okay and next movie watched uh the Karate Kid from 1984, and uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. It is one of those movies that um, I I thought I had seen, but it was definitely just because it's so fucking prevalent in pop culture that you just know everything about the movie. Because uh, I was watching it, and I definitely I don't think I've ever actually seen it before. Maybe when I was a kid and too young to remember it. I know I had seen the next Karate Kid, the one uh, where it's the girl instead of um daniel son yeah the one with fucking hillary swank i remember because i know there's like the part where she like jumps on the hood of the car and that's like a big like test of her reactions and abilities i should rewatch that one someday oh only a 2.1 on a uh, letterbox that's not good but yeah i don't know karate kid it fucking it's a pop culture like fucking phenomenon for a reason everyone is all there is just a bunch of good characters everyone's like really charming immediately you care about all of them it was you know ralph macho is just like really charming and it makes sense because when you read after they learned that he was 22 when he made this which is so wild he still looks like a lanky awkward like 14 year old insane that he could like legally go to bars and drink um yeah he's just really good and charming of course pat morita is great really nice his mom uh, i thought was really nice i liked how nice she was throughout the whole movie um the whole like training thing is very funny though like you know the wax on wax off and then the sanding and the painting and all that and how the the hand movements translate to karate a little fucking stupid but we're having fun uh 
No, it did annoy me that he's like painting the house whenever Miyagi comes home and he finally like has the big revelation moment where all the movements he's doing like is like learning blocks or whatever and hand motions. Uh, and then he just leaves right after that. He he stopped in the middle of painting. He didn't clean off his brushes, put anything away. Those brushes are going to be fucking useless, you know, he's going to be out there all night. So that bothered me. But um, yeah, it's just like such a nice movie. Uh, it's really heartwarming. It's funny between this and Waterworld, because uh, Waterworld with them like being in the water a lot. And then this movie had some beach scenes and then about him like moving to another place as a kid, you know, moving somewhere where he doesn't have any friends. It made me think a lot about uh, Hawaii or Kauai. Um, so still feeling like a little homesick, but I just don't, I don't want to deal with traveling and I don't know what I do there i don't really i don't know oh now i have a a job Ugh, i have to i can't go anywhere at least i shouldn't whatever um anyways karate kid uh four stars i also i started watching cobra kai uh because i watched this and it's a fun show and it's really nice watching it like right after um uh watching this one or watching the movie because then you get like every little reference and things um yeah i don't know i'm really i'm like halfway through season two right now which probably why i didn't watch as many movies this week as i've been watching cobra kai um but it's really good i really like uh william zabka the guy plays johnny he's a really good actor i like uh he just seems like a like a man you know is that weird i feel like i want to grow up to be like like him maybe not his character but the vibe he gives off anyways next movie uh i watched independence day from 1996 and man i think this movie it fucking rules i know like people don't feel a little self-conscious people don't like this this has like three stars i guess 3.3 is not terrible but like yeah a lot of people just roasting it but i fucking if we're going by the metric of does it set out what it intends to do i think it completely does so i'm just gonna say i gave this movie five stars (laughs) probably more than it deserves but i just think it was just well done it's fun you like you get attached to the characters pretty quickly i really like the the like build up and reveal of the aliens just like slowly you know the ship coming and then all the little ships or the little ships are actually like huge ships you know and then just like a lot happens and a lot of good like story build up in my opinion before they uh like reveal what they are to the world and then those like i think the production design is pretty sweet like yeah they're like kind of generic like flying saucers and like little green men but like the designs are just original enough to like make it cool like i like all the little craggy designs on the ships and like the aliens themselves like they look like little green men but they have like the weird heads and then like the biomech suits which i like that those were two the like production designer or the artist or whatever the fuck you call it uh came up with two different alien designs and um uh roland emmerich liked both of them so he decided to make one design the bigger design the like suit and then the other aliens go inside of the suit which i think is pretty cool um and it's just a nice simple like we got to kick some aliens ass story and you know i like stories when everyone like comes together to like help each other and they're all like good at what they do uh yeah and it's a cute like modernization of like the old like 30s and 50s alien stories like war of the worlds how in war of the worlds it's like the common cold kills the aliens and this one the cold or the virus that kills them is the computer virus of course it's fucking stupid that an apple laptop in 1995 or 96 would like have an interface with this like alien technology but whatever man it's fucking it's fun it's just it's just very satisfying though you know seeing 
Los Angeles get uh, completely obliterated. Probably not good for my uh, nuclear war uh, stress thoughts that I've been having lately. But whatever. It's a movie. We're, it's fun. So yeah, five stars for that. <laughs> then I watched G.I. Joe the movie from 1987, the animated movie, which is weird. I'm still, of course, following the Action Boys list. Uh, it's kind of a clunker week for their selections but um like the rest of the movies this week uh none of them get above three stars spoilers <laughs> um but gi joe the movie this one also suffered the most from my uh being sick and like my anxiety and like not being able to pay enough attention to it i kind of like fell asleep through parts of it so maybe i shouldn't even rate this but uh what i did pay attention to was pretty fun it's so much weirder than i thought it was gonna be because like i wasn't a fucking gi joe kid I've never played with the toys or watched the cartoon. I know some of the names. I think I've watched like the newer G.I. Joe movies with Channing Tatum <laughs> uh, or whatever. And those are kind of fun. But yeah, I wasn't expecting this whole weird like Cobra is actually just like a subset of this like weird actual like alien snake people thing. Yeah, like Merges Meredith as Galobulus uh, whatever as like the main bad guy. Uh, and then fucking uh, Don Johnson as uh like the main good guy or like lieutenant falcon why am i getting to the actors who gives a shit no i guess i should because the actors the voice acting is like one of the highlights there's so many fun choices for all the voice acting so much like over the top weird bullshit where meredith burgess does a pretty good job but don johnson who gives a shit he wasn't great um yeah this might be a fun one to revisit sometime because like the voice acting is funny and like the the animation is like actually pretty cool and like some of like the sequences like are fun so it's better than i thought it was gonna be so uh, but three stars for gi joe the movie i think it, it's not a bad time it's on youtube uh not in great quality but it's there uh and then next movie drop zone from 1994 uh this movie's fucking weird it's just trying to be point break but with parachutes and also this time gary Busey is the bad guy and wesley snipes is the good guy i don't know this whole thing is like it's kind of a fucking disjointed and sloppy mess uh wesley snipes is a u.s marshal and his like brother they actually they're like transferring a prisoner but then the prisoner gets like uh broken out of custody while they're on a plane by this group of like skydive and wesley snipes brother partner dies gets like sucked out of the plane and so wesley snipes then has to like find out who these guys are by ingratiating himself in the <laughs> skydiving subculture and it's so fucking weird there's like skydiver bars and stuff that they go to throughout this movie and like they all like do these competitions and he has to like help this group of like plucky skydivers that he meets so that they can like win a spot in the washington dc like skydiving fourth of july celebration because that's what the bad guys are doing so they can skydive over washington to get into the dea to get the identities of secret agents to like sell to drug lords or some shit uh <laughs> i don't know it's a lot it's a fucking ridiculous movie fucking gary Busey kills a guy um by skydiving over him and then grabbing his parachute and like directing him into a power station and uh, gary Busey does this while wearing uh zubaz pants which is amazing so yeah <laughs> drop zone three stars oh next movie i'm realizing i didn't even write a review or log it uh i watched face off the uh 1997 john woo classic um and i'd definitely seen this one before but it had been at least 10 years and man it is just 
It's such a wild movie. Like, in the first 10 minutes, you get, like, 20 amazing Nicolas Cage moments. Uh, yeah. It's so fucking... It's just a ridiculous and fun movie. And, like, Nicolas Cage and Travolta actually do a pretty great job of impersonating each other. And it's like, I wonder what the process was. Like, do you have the other actor do the lines, and then you, like, imitate them? Or do you just, like, come up with your own version of them and then work off of it? I don't know. But yeah, it's just fucking, just fun. The action's great. The fucking finale thing, like the boat, the speedboat chase, and then like the speedboat explode, like explosion where they get like launched off of the thing. Pretty fucking sweet. So this is the second movie this week where I guess the in Independence Day, LA got destroyed. In this one, LA just gets threatened of being uh, wiped off the map. At one point, uh, Nicolas Cage calls it Hell-A. And it reminded me, there's one time on the 101, there's like, you know, there's always graffiti on the walls. And one time some artist did like one of those big, they took up a whole wall and painted it like those green, like welcome to whatever city signs. And it was like, and it was said, welcome to hell A. And I think like the last L and the A did like the Dodgers logo kind of thing. Unfortunately, I really liked that one and it got covered up pretty soon after, unfortunately. But I remember seeing that and it made me want to like commission one of those artists to do, uh, you know, like those like Cholo lowrider um drawings of like the girls who look like sad clowns and shit and i have like the sign that says like welcome to hell a and then like the low riders like a fucking hearse or something and you have like a goth chick <laughs> I, th- I think that'd be pretty sweet uh maybe one day i'll find an artist to commission that but anyways face off i think i threw myself for a loop by not like right trying to write out a review after this and forgetting i don't really know i don't have like a overall thesis but when do i ever <laughs> um i don't know it's just a fucking good time watching a bunch of actors have fun there's a lot of fun cameos in this or like small parts you got thomas jane's in there fucking danny masterson you know everyone's favorite uh scientologist slash rapist from that 70s show uh <laughs> uh john carroll lynch the guy who's uh drew carey's brother from the drew carey show you know something's good when he pops up I always like seeing him also fucking uh joe bob from uh joe bob's last drive-in or whatever uh he's in this as like a prison technician uh was very surprising to see him so yeah what am i gonna rate this i didn't give it a rating i think i'm gonna give it four stars because i feel like yeah yeah four stars because i was gonna give it a 3.5 or maybe i could give it four and a half because at the end like the part where they bring home uh like when john travolta bring home brings home nick gage's son nick not nick gage nick cage's son to raise him uh that kind of got me emotionally so yeah just four four stars i was thinking about it i'm looking at the poster and realize like looking at john travolta's face it always just makes me think of how like a weird scientologist creep he is i don't know anyways face off uh so that's eight movies this week not just seven uh yeah okay so next one i watched buffy the vampire slayer from 1992 the original movie uh and this movie's rough it's it's not great uh christy swanson is charming i like her uh some of the actors are having fun you got david arquette in there being his usual uh dumbass self paul rubens plays a vampire and he's having a lot of fun his like slapsticky fucking death is great at one point he tells the guy to, uh he gives an order to another vampire and he says kill him a lot i like that i think that's fun but like i don't know but like it's just all very weird no one's like a real person in this movie, which is a movie about vampires and valley girls. So like, I don't know how much reality you want, but it's, I don't know. And you want to blame Joss Whedon for it, even though I'm, I'm, you know, I like Firefly a lot, so I can't like 
rag on people for liking Joss Weed and stuff too much, but apparently he got like edited a lot. So this isn't even like his vision for uh what the movie is or for what Buffy should have been at the beginning. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have any real thoughts or comments on it. It's just like kind of there. Luke Perry's not great in this. His character is boring. Uh, Donald Sutherland is fine. It's like the mentor thing. Rutger Hauer is definitely having fun as the main bad guy, though they don't like actually give him too much. And like all he does is just call Buffy a bitch a lot, uh, which like fine, use that occasionally. But if it's like after every single one of his lines, it's like, okay, man, there is a cameo from a very young Ben Affleck and that's fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Two and a half stars. I got nothing else. (laughs) for that uh and then the last movie for this week going out on a real high note uh masters of the universe the he-man movie from 1987 that canon films made uh and it's not great but like the gi joe joe movie this is fun to look at there's a lot of like the outfits are fun and the fucking uh skeletor's like weird mask that kind of sucks but is also still kind of cool uh and you know frank langella's in there he's having fun doing that uh dolph lundgren it's like pretty good casting for He-Man. Uh, oh no. I, I knew when I saw the canon thing come up and this started, like I fucking knew that they were going to do the trick of uh, He-Man. Like it starts off in Eternia, like whatever planet he's from. And uh, I like how I said whatever planet he's from. Like I don't know it's Eternia. Though this is like uh, G.I. Joe where I was never a He-Man kid. So I only know about the lore from what I've seen in pop culture. Uh, but I knew they were going to do the thing where it starts out in Eternia and then they're going to somehow go to like modern times so they didn't have to pay uh for big sets throughout the whole movie uh and i actually think it works they go and like courtney cox is the teenager that they like run into and helps he-man and his little crew with the their mission which like i'm not even exactly sure what they were trying to do there's a cosmic key involved and i think skeletor wanted it because the key he can open gateways to all of the universe any place in the universe so he can send his armies out there i think that was his plan i don't know it's a lot of them uh following the key around and making jokes about how the key is like a synthesizer because it turns out music is what helps make portals which like if that's true how come every synthesizer isn't just opening up wormholes um so I don't know. It's like kind of fun to look at. I probably would have paid attention to, to this more if I could have watched a better quality version of it. I had to watch on one of those uh, one, two, three movie sites uh, and it wasn't a good copy. Sometimes those sites have like real high quality shit. That's not the case. Um, so yeah, Masters of the Universe, uh, three stars. It's uh, it's fun enough. It's unfortunate that it didn't do so good in this like kind of bank between like this and I think Superman 4 or three kind of bankrupted uh canon films and led to their downfall which that sucks but uh mm, kind of a this week's episode is kind of going out with a whimper but what are you gonna do uh that's it for this week <laughs> uh this has been consume uh and i've been bert and olivier at Birdzor on everything if you have any questions comments or recommendations um and with that it's time i disappear